welcome all to your neighborhood friendly twilight zone podcast to serve man with your host Dan and Corey with Brandon and a very special guest television and philosophy marijuana Brought to you by cigarettes. <laughs> hey, hey. hey, hey! What's going on, tongue cluckers? <laughs> <laughs> From the source material, welcome to Two Serve Man, the Twilight Zone podcast. That's way better than all those other Twilight Zone podcasts. Agreed. Agreed. All right, you heard it here first, folks. I am your host, Dan Rice. Uh, co-host Corey Brown. Hello, I'm Brandon, <laughs> and I just found out I need to start smoking cigarettes. That's true. I'm super excited well, about yeah, it. Yeah, just your public image yeah. needs to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It could just it could be for the look. You don't light it like Will Smith style, <laughs> <laughs> like Cooper Cabal. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back after a pretty long hiatus. What happened was uh, we all have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we all have varying degrees of jobs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh we're responsible, but we're back. Yep. We're we're going in strong, head deep. Head deep. Head deep. Knuckles that, first. Knuckles first. <laughs> Up to the neck. No <laughs> foot left behind. <laughs> we are tackling an iconic iconic episode today. Uh time enough at last. At last. It's time enough at last that we did time enough at last. Hi-oh. Whoa. I thought we voted that joke down. <laughs> oh, man. I was half, half expecting to see you rip a bunch of pages out of your notebook. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Start it over. <laughs> Roll tape. <laughs> Roll tide. This is uh, probably beyond a doubt the most uh, iconic, well-known, loved episode of The Twilight Zone ever. This is the one that... So many people say is their favorite one. Mm-hmm. God damn it, it's hot in here. <laughs> it's really hot, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you guys. I'm having some brain troubles. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, we thought it would be good just for our uh, kind of inaugural episode back. We don't have a guest today, just me, Corey, and Brandon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to cover time enough at last. And then hopefully my goal is to do a live episode of this show at like Cafe Nine or some shit. And just kind of have like a panel because everyone asked to do this one. Yeah. So I figured we could just get like five or six guests to, you know, get drunk and <laughs> come talk about it. I enjoy that. It's like idea. a follow up episode. You think we could find that many people who want to get drunk? The problem would be uh, finding that many people who want to hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys are just like a sad sandwich. No, I was trying to be sorry. We've been spending a lot of time together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, do it before a mic or something, have a captive audience. Yeah, that would be yeah, cool. That's a good I idea. think that's it's a good idea. idea. I like it. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, no, we should have queued up the episode to play parts from it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was working on that. Do you oh, have sure. uh, you have timestamps on that? I absolutely do not. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Start with the background information. This episode aired November 20th of 1959. 
written by Rod Serling, based on a short story by Lynn Venable. Stars, of course, Burgess Meredith, classic Twilight Zone star. He was in like four of them, I think. Yeah, uh, and nobody, everybody failed to tell me that when we did, um, when we did Obsolete, Obsolete Man. Man. Yeah, I didn't know you brought up all his uh, Twilight Zone characters. I had no idea that he was Mickey Rocky. <laughs> And that was the one that we didn't bring up. How the fuck oh, did we yeah. miss that one? Yeah, right. I don't know. That's slipped my mind. You guys just want to make me look yeah, we kinda, stupid. We just talked about the penguin for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> uh, rest starring Vaughn Taylor West. and Jacqueline DeWitt. No one knows who they are. No one cares. <laughs> They're all dead now. It's fine. They're all dead now, I assume. Rest in power. IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, who was it directed by again? <laughs> it was directed by someone I didn't write down. <laughs> Man, we are rusty. We're, yeah, we are rusty. That's all right. So it's, it's to be expected. People would just Google it. Get off our <laughs> back, know, America. Yeah. I had to. I had to scramble to rewatch this one before work today. So uh, did I. Or after work, rather. Uh, it was a pretty long day over here. Pretty. Uh, Wiped out, but uh, got it in, and uh, I didn't realize how long it had been since I'd seen this episode. You seen the episode? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I thought I remembered it uh, crystal clear as day, but there was a lot I didn't remember from this, and I really enjoyed it. Um, what I enjoyed most of all is how much everyone hates Burgess Meredith reading. Yeah, <laughs> what is the f- what really like? What's the deal? Like. <laughs> Yeah, not to get all Seinfeld. Yeah, but really, like, that's the one thing that really stuck out. I don't know. My if theory just is that he's like a self-sabotaging guy. Uh-huh. All he wants to do is read, but he's like surrounded himself exclusively with people who hate him reading. <laughs> that's what I thought Which at first. Got to be hard to find, but he did it. That's what I thought at first, but the guy really had a problem. <laughs> he really had a problem. He did, admittedly, terrible employee. His boss was kind of oh, right yeah. to chew him out. He's he's reading while counting money at a <laughs> yeah, bank. Never a good idea. <laughs> like, Have you ever read David Copperfield? <laughs> Any good characters in this book? <laughs> so, like, yeah, maybe he's, like, on the spectrum a little bit or something. But uh, I love him. I absolutely uh, love his character in this episode. He's, uh, like, a dreamer versus the establishment kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, Rod d- Serling even says in his intro... Uh, witness, Mr. Henry Bennis, a charter member in the Fraternity of Dreamers. No women allowed to be dreamers, <laughs> according to Rod Serling. Not 1959. Yeah, 1959. That's a given. Sure. Of course not. <laughs> Find me a dreamer now. That's how <laughs> Can't have women in the halls of learning. <laughs> <laughs> a bookish little man whose passion is the printed page. Love that but who is conspired against by a bank president and a wife (laughs) and a world full of tongue cluckers (laughs) and the unrelenting hands of a clock, as are we all. As are we all. Right. But in just a moment, Mr. Bemis will enter a world without bank presidents or wives or clocks or anything else. He'll have a world all to himself without anyone. The dream. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert, Rod. I mean... (laughs) He doesn't even say in the Twilight Zone. This is early days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the, uh, yeah. well, you know what it is. <laughs> you know. Get me my scotch, Jenny. <laughs> in the clock-faced, uh, semi-Nazi 
I hate executives. Uh, <laughs> broom closet of the Twilight Zone. Like this show is gonna <laughs> last another season. <laughs> you may have been thinking this is like uh, episode eight, right? Yeah. This is the show. This is the episode that kind of made this show possibly. It was. It wasn't necessarily a, a smash hit right away. Um. Yeah. I wish I knew more about the history of it. I do, too. I keep meaning to buy that book <laughs> that would help us do this show. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting to watch it. <laughs> listen, Come listen to the only Twilight Zone podcast with guys who know no better than you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're, we're just your average We're sort show. of the equivalent of watching an episode of the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're doing it so you don't have to. <laughs> Do you think anyone out there is like that? <laughs> it's just so much more convenient to listen to this Twilight Zone To podcast. an hour-long version yeah. of a half-an-hour-long show. <laughs> Where guys get stoned halfway through by design. Yep, yep. <laughs> and prattle around about uh, dick jokes they're working on. Oh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> about the dick jokes or getting stoned? Oh, about the, like, purposely getting stoned. I brought a bunch, <laughs> but I forgot that we do it on purpose. <laughs> I was just going to try and do it casually. I was just going to do it to <laughs> do it. I going to do it anyway. Just to get through my day. <laughs> I am pouring sweat, and I, f- I don't know why I feel like it's coming across on mic. <laughs> uh, no, just because. <laughs> Can anyone hear my uh, sweat glands? Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. There, there, that was it. A little bit. I should see a doctor. I don't think sweat's supposed to sound like that or anything at all. <laughs> it's quite pungent. <laughs> I can taste it. So poor Mr. Bemis, uh, all he wants to do is read. His boss brings him into the office, and he says, like, accusingly, you are a reader. Like, like you fucking scum yeah. who reads books. Yeah, but he was incredible. <laughs> he, he was pretty articulate himself. <laughs> like, he must have read an article or two. No, I get it all from the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he, like, it's kind of understandable that he's yelling at him for reading on the clock, but he's like, I don't want you reading on your break anymore. I don't want you reading at all. It's terrible. Like he's the biggest piece of shit in the world for reading books. Like, he was just I, born am I reading too time? much into that? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's it was so overtly. Yeah, he really was. Again, that's how I felt <laughs> during his entire speech. <laughs> and then he says, "I don't want to catch you reading anymore. I want you to be doing your job, or you're going to be. You'll have plenty of time to read on a park <laughs> bench." For want of not having a job. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then on his way out the door, <laughs> he, stops he stops and starts reading the newspaper. Yeah, he, the guy really the does have table. a problem. He's got a problem, he really man. Does. He does. Can't put it down. So, well, his poor wife won't even let him use the cats up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just reads the back of the labels. <laughs> no cats up. I, his wife was kind of, kind of a bitch, though. I mean... You know, I yeah, know. well, yeah, that's, we <laughs> that's like a guy jerking off to Aunt Jemima, sex, <laughs> sex deprived, <Yeah. laughs> got nothing but labels, watching a beat of maple. God, how much goodness. of that do you think was going on in the fifties? Oh my God, Jesus Christ! And there was another layer to it because it was interracial. <laughs> I was just thinking that <laughs> yeah. that was directly yeah. where my mind so went. It's a, there are, yeah, there's probably a whole subculture of people into jacking off on my <laughs> Jemima bottles, and then of course the bounty man. Well, th- yeah, that's super DL, like, hobo code. A couple of girls <laughs> banging their clams <laughs> to the bounty man. <laughs> we'll save all that for our DL 50s gay hobo code podcast. <laughs> also called To Serve Man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good joke. Uh, Pretty perfect. good. <laughs> Pretty there proud of go. me. <laughs> all right, I think, I, I think we got what we need for the episode, guys. <laughs> all right, yeah, we're all right. <laughs> 
Um, he goes home to his horrible wife. Horrible. Also won't let him read. <laughs> Terrible looking. For the weirdest reasons. <laughs> so yeah. so that she could talk so she could talk to him. So that he could tell her to make coffee. Yeah. That was her chief concern. You're reading so much that you don't tell me to make you coffee. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even have time to hit me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's like a whole backstory missing that we could probably they could have done an episode oh, about. Oh, they, you know? they like, put seeds in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she wants to be uh, subjected by him, by Bridges Meredith. Are we supposed to feel bad for him? That's what I don't get. Or is he an asshole for reading too much? You know what I mean? Like, like what? Kind of both. She won't let him do it for a second, yeah, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. destroys his poetry book. She calls it, uh, I wrote it down, dog roll. <laughs> and, and I think the craziest thing in the episode is how she X'd off every single page of the book. I yeah. mean, that is like some yeah, psychotic that w- that behavior right there. That was pretty psychotic. But, yeah. here, but here's the thing. So that whole that whole scene where she's like, all right, get ready because we're going. Uh, what are they doing? Going dancing? To the shitty oh, playing cards. cards yeah. They're going to play cards. And then um, and she's like, all right, uh, make sure you get ready. And as soon as she leaves, he goes into the couch cushion to retrieve a book, a, a book on poetry from inside the couch cushions. And that's when I knew that he was an addict because I do the same thing with vodka. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here, but here, but what if you had a girlfriend who somehow scratched out all your vodka <laughs> and then put it back into the hiding cubby so you thought you were good? Did you meet my ex? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you scratch out vodka? Well, she replaced it with rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Jokes on her. Love the stuff. <laughs> I believe what you're talking about is an attempted murder. <laughs> you say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> Which didn't work because of your bizarre constitution. <laughs> Taking any form of alcohol. Thanks, babe. <laughs> I had lunch with Corey the other day. He just brought a bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> Hand sanitizer hand, on... Sa- hand sanitizer and, like, a crystal light packet. You just <laughs> mixed it in. Yeah. It's called the the Sono... Sono. Sono. The Sono special. Yeah. It's called the five it's o'clock the s- everywhere. <laughs> it's called the fucking Michelle Dukakis. You guys too young for that? <laughs> I think everyone's too young for yeah, that. Yeah, she was... Uh, Michael Dukakis ran against... Um, uh, what's his name? Ronald Reagan, 84, and that was his wife, and she drank rubbing alcohol in the... In the uh, oh really yeah. trying to kill herself? Well, no, she no, was I she do, was an I do addict, and they, Dukakis, and oh. they kept her. They put her away in some. Uh, she had to go to rehab. That's what it was, and she drank rubbing how, uh, alcohol in rehab. She boiled it and drank it. Wow! Imagine yeah. if she made it to first lady. <laughs> Imagine if they let her go to school, which she could have done with the science of that. <laughs> Instead of just hot rubbing alcohol. Dukakis, man, big alcohol was pissed. The They're all over that one. <laughs> <laughs> big alcohol was like, you can't do that. Anyway. Yeah, Dukakis is the craziest thing that ever happened in politics. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. (laughs) She's like, I can't believe a grown man is reading this dog roll. It's not dog roll. Dog roll, I say. (laughs) Yeah, she was really. That was really, uh, it was really twisted. Why don't you read me a passage? (laughs) Yeah. That's the fucked up part. It would have been different if he just got to the party and opened it up and was like, you bitch. But then that was it. She's like, I found your secret poetry that's illegal for you to read. And she was spying on him through the door keyhole, maybe? I don't know. She saw him somehow. I mean, let's be like, they couldn't put this on 50s television, I assume, but she wanted to call him a faggot. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, oh yeah. The, the, the subtext was like you like cuckolded shill of a man for <laughs> reading for reading poetry. You Robert Frost yeah. fucking lover. <laughs> I don't. I. I mean, was was there such a strong anti literature sentiment in the fifties? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I. That's what I don't get. How, like, how out of proportion is this? I was wondering, but I don't know. We'll never know because everyone who was alive back then is now dead. Yeah. Yeah. Or Reborn can't read. in Carousel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then uh, promptly after, he's embarrassed by his wife. Uh, humiliated, really destroyed. Cuckolded, it. really. Cuckolded, yes. All right. You can't get, you can't, we don't, we have a quota to meet. <laughs> yeah, we have to say, we're sponsored by Big Cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Big Cuck and cigarettes. Which are actually like part of the same conglomerate. It's yeah, weird. They, go, they oh, yeah. go together very well. <laughs> As somebody who smokes on a regular basis, I will tell you that nothing and, goes with a cigarette. And like offers cuck. his services as a cuckold. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, so after that, he ends up. Uh, I hope I'm. Not, am I going through? No, too fast? no, 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 no. We're, he, he goes back to work. He, he goes back to work, um, where he proceeds to take a newspaper. Mm. Down to the bank vault, which he's expressly told not to do. Specifically, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, specifically the bank, the bank vault. Yeah, like <laughs> stop going in the vault, dude. Yeah. He does have. Things. He does. He's like spectrum me. He's weird. He doesn't. He doesn't. Some things just don't register to him. Right. Right. <laughs> he's delightful, but there, there's a dark side there. <laughs> and I, I, he's delighted to read an, anything. The the look on his face is always the same, even when he reads the words. Uh, I wrote it down. H-bomb capable of total destruction. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, wonderful, wonderful hmm. words. <laughs> yeah. He's just happy that they're words. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so, so that, so, so it being uh, uh, a very condensed story, it, it, uh, I mean, for a half an hour time slot to get this much shit in, you got to condense some things. So yeah, he, that's, what, that's what's so impressive about the Twilight yeah. Zone is they, they really... A lot of the time, establish a lot very quickly. Yeah. Sometimes they kind of drop the ball or go too far. <laughs> or not far enough. Or not far enough. Um, but he picks up the newspaper. That's what the that's what the headline reads. H-bomb capable of mass destruction. Was that what it was? Total destruction. Total destruction. Total. Total. Uh, and he kind of just like, hmm. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. <laughs> so <laughs> happy that there's words. <laughs> and then before he can pull his pants down and start doing... <laughs> The naughty act, yeah, and we he, can only all assume that that's why he loves to read so yeah, hard. Yeah, that's true. Why does he do it in a bank vault? Why not, yeah. like, at his desk? Or just <laughs> go or outside. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, sit on a bench. Um, and then the um, then the uh, said H-bomb explodes. Uh, Which uh, they were just guessing at what the effects of that would be. Yeah, what are the chances <laughs> that you drop the headline and then it happens? <laughs> No, no, I'm just I would like the actual the aftermath of the H bomb exploding. Like it has very weird and targeted effects on the world. <laughs> yeah. Like the bank's pretty okay. Yeah. <laughs> the couch looks like someone took a knife to it. That was the different the different levels of destruction within the same like city block. Yeah, yeah. Were, uh, well, fucking he, hilarious. he goes outside and all the buildings are like completely. Level, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. But the, de- the everything in the office just looks like dirty and moved around. <laughs> Oh, the stairwell. The wooden <laughs> stairwell has stood. 
Um, I did think it was kind of cool. His watch explodes before anything happens. Yeah, that was cool. Which is a guess at the the weird. What does an H bomb do? I don't, I'm not totally sure. It, it blows up. I mean, but is it an actual explosion or is it just like a pressurized kind of? Uh, it, it's trying to like show the shock wave, maybe or something. Yeah, something it? like that. Yeah. I don't know. They were they were they were taking a stab. At the, it was kind of a cool effect. Mm. But uh, his glasses were okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the yeah. most ridiculous <laughs> pair of glasses you ever seen in your life. Well, he needed those for ironic comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, obviously. <laughs> H-Pop knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been planning this for years. <laughs> no, 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 don't touch the glasses. I, this guy needs to learn a lesson. <laughs> Hang on, let me just kill everyone he knows. <laughs> yeah. That's the start of the lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ends in reading. <laughs> the H-Bomb went to school with him as a child <laughs> and really planned a long, a long slow burn. I think here's a fan theory. I think he planted the H bomb. <laughs> Wanted to get rid of his horrible wife. Which he obviously based on looks, <laughs> speech patterns, and his obsession <laughs> with strange sexual obsession with reading. He would have known. Have from you a young read age. David Copperfield? It's fantastic. I'm going to blow all this shit to hell. <laughs> <laughs> there will be time. Have you read this week's family circus? <laughs> um have you read this bottle of catsup? <laughs> Marvelous. There's a character on this catsup called Calories. <laughs> oh, Calories. All one of you. <laughs> uh, he walks out and the, the TV, the TV man's still there. TV man? Yeah, or the that's radio how, or whatever. So, no, yeah. no, no. It was a. Vi- it was a. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Well, wasn't that, that was his boss recording like a speech? I think. Oh, is that what it was? I think so. Oh, because, because at the end he goes, "Okay, that's my speech for later this afternoon. I totally won't be dead." Oh, and I was <laughs> eating a hot dog while I was watching that part. I thought it was a newscaster talking about. No, no, yeah, no. I think that was a recording, and then it just explodes for no reason. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then he gets out into. But again, like. <laughs> yeah, right. Everything else, else is, is gone. Leveled to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> except for everything you needed to continue the story. Yeah. Kudos. Good on you, H bomb. That was a really well built bank. It's the only thing I can think of. A really well built man. So here's a, he starts to become uh, like because he's just kind of a goofball up until this point. He's like kind of a lovable weirdo, which he's great at. He's oh so, yeah. Burgess Meredith is so great at playing this guy. Uh, but then he kind of becomes sort of three-dimensional because he starts to sort of lose his mind in a real way. And he does it slowly. He's j- at first, he's kind of like, oh, oh, my, it seems every everyone's uh, gone. And he's, like, kind of cracking jokes to himself. Yeah. That slowly escalates to him screaming and running around for help and, and lamenting on loneliness and everything. And it, that, that was really well done on his part, I thought. Yeah, uh, kind of... Y- you condense like being in a state of shock, like total shock, and then like kind of like getting a, a, a glimpse of like, oh, yeah, it play, oh, it, it's it plays pretty lonely like, out here. Like at first he can't process it, and he very slowly does. Yeah, I also loved that um, when he's walking through a completely decimated city. I mean, flattened. There's mm-hmm. nothing, and then he gets to his are house and he sees his mailbox and starts yelling for his wife. <laughs> Where <laughs> are you? Horrible, horrible wife. Yeah. Uh, I also love that in the ruins of the apocalypse, still cigarettes <laughs> and food. That was the stuff that was left. <laughs> All right, so about so he goes so <laughs> right, very targeted explosion. Oh yeah. So when he gets to so when he gets back to his place, realizes the old bitch is dead, <laughs> and he starts eating food. Food enough. 
food enough to last. And so, so food enough at last. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, it'll last. It'll pl- plenty, plenty of food to yeah. last me. At no point, I just plenty want of horribly irradiated food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. He eats a he eats a Ritz cracker. That's actually I was I looked on the IMDb page, and you know how they have goofs sometimes. Yeah, the goof is all that food would be horribly irradiated. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I, that's all I could think of. That's all I could think of. And at no point, at no point during this entire episode, did he take one sip of liquid, one sip of water, <laughs> or make mention of the fact that there was no more water. <laughs> but somehow, plenty of food, plenty of cigarettes. Somehow, somehow he bought a pack plenty of, of smut. <laughs> yeah, smut. Word it's smut. Like, oh, am I just going to be eating food and smoking cigarettes forever? He says that at one point. Like he has a lifetime supply of food and cigarettes. <laughs> so. Um, Rewatching the episode when he is laying on the couch smoking a cigarette when it kind of starts to really set in. I'm a, I'm alone. I'm yeah. alone. And he's smoking a cigarette, and he goes to sleep and and he drops the cigarette on the overcoat that he laid yeah. over him to to All go right, to sleep. Yeah. yeah, everything's. And I was just thinking, I was like, next scene, is he on fire? <laughs> and yeah, no, it was perfect because you know at that point, big tobacco. Yeah. In the 50s, it, you could fall asleep smoking. We need to safe. dispel this whole myth that it's dangerous to smoke in bed. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a lot of pushback on this. From the long hairs. And it fell into his pocket, too, right? Didn't It It fl- fell like right into a crease. Like safest, it totally Safest place in the world for a lit <laughs> yeah. cigarette. Smothered itself. I think that was a cut scene. I think definitely there was some they fire re- on it. They replaced Burgess <laughs> Meredith with his twin. <laughs> so who trained Rocky? Fuck. Fuck. So strange. Uh, so, of course, the climax is he, he realizes, he finds the library, he realizes there's still books, and he has plenty of time to read all these uh, books, and then he, you know, sets them all in piles to, like, what he's going to read each month and everything, and he's all excited, and he's finally kind of, this is what I don't remember a whole lot about the episode, was... Um, I didn't really remember him being so upset. I thought he was just kind of, <laughs> in my memory, he just kind of goes right to like, well, I can finally read. But like, right? no, they really build it up to like, well, he has nothing left. That's why he's excited. Like he was a, literally, a, he had a gun to his head. He found mm-hmm. a gun, yep. put it to his head, but then he saw the library. And he had said uh, prior to finding the gun, am, am I to just read the same half a burned up newspaper for the for the rest of you know, the rest of my days. Yeah. And it was like, you know, but he doesn't know. <laughs> what what a really accommodating apocalypse, though. I mean, he gets water. I mean, sorry, he gets food. <laughs> it's a bomb designed solely to drive Bruce There's a gun if he really wants to murder himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything he needs, then he finds books. You know, like, I don't know. The car is there, but it doesn't yeah, work for some horn, reason. Yeah. They should have done a sequel of the guy who designed the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, yeah, uh, he puts a gun to his head. It's super – I actually wrote one it's of my so notes real. was – It's so real. My note was immediately, yes, you were lucky enough to find a gun and yeah, kill yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like, who who gets to the I wrote next? in my notes, it's secretly a happy ending because he still has that gun. <laughs> they don't talk about it, but he does still have the gun. But it's so real the way he's just like, you know, like, surely I'll be forgiven for this. Right. You know, like, weighing it against God's judgment. <laughs> Uh, crazy, crazy. Uh, and yeah. then he, and with the gun to his head, that's when he sees the library, right? Uh, he sees the sign for 
the public library, like right next to him. Right, it's right. laying, and then he looks up and the stairs unburned books yeah. everywhere yeah <laughs> completely fine <laughs> entire <laughs> entire now the building around it is dilapidated <laughs> yeah shit total works of hundreds of yeah. authors <laughs> like solid marble columns just in pieces <laughs> yep but paper books fine and so he's about to and just the realness makes his fate so much more cruel Right. You know, because for some reason in my memory, it's just this, like, yeah, you deserved it because you're a fucking silly guy. I didn't care about anybody. But no, no, mm-hmm. he was. He was a fucking three-dimensional dude. Sits down to finally read. Glasses fall off his face. Glasses completely unscathed by the H-bomb. <laughs> yeah. Shatter from a two-foot, from a one-and-a-half-foot a one drop yeah. onto <laughs> a pile of dirt on a cement step. That was... Time now, <laughs> so sad. Yeah, uh, but in all in all honesty, even if I did see all the books, still directly to plug in myself. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you're not insane autistic Burgess Meredith, but <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> but I did actually write that because because I, I tried to capture. There's a couple different themes to explore here, and and I kind of want. Well, this is good. Uh, point to take a break and get kind of stoned I yeah. guess right yeah we're actually we're we're dead nuts there so all right cuz it's, cause it's a, yeah it seems like we kind of had the same uh, ideas for this so yeah. I'm I'm excited to get into that but uh we can't think without drugs so <laughs> <laughs> yes we're going to take a quick break probably listen to an ad for some cigarettes Cons- oh my god i just realized can cigarette companies sponsor podcasts i don't I don't see yeah. why not. They just I think no all those laws happened before podcasts were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Send it. We should fucking talk to Philip Morris, you guys. Oh, my God. That's actually a fucking great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. They'll do anything. They're yeah. monsters. They really will. We should email <laughs> cut, them cut right out, now. Yeah, yeah cut, we don't want to give anyone the monsters part out. <laughs> Hit pause. <laughs> <laughs> segment we call let's get lofty yeah <laughs> we got zooted on some space crystals <laughs> and uh, uh brendan uh se- around it several times uh between the first and second segment uh going into it you have played smoke two joints by sublime <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I, re- I asked you not to once, and you did it again. Oh, did you ask and me not to? My <laughs> biggest fear is that this time you're going to be like, okay, yeah, totally, not going to happen. And then you start playing Date Rape by Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. I, I will not. <laughs> we, we should, uh, Although now hearing me there. saying this, it should be pretty funny. You should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. So the second portion of the show called Let's Get Lofty. We take some illicit substances and try to talk about the higher conceptual themes of the episode. Well said. <laughs> God damn it. I'm starting to sound like Dan Carlin from Hardcore <laughs> History. <laughs> again and again. 
And again. And again. Quote. <laughs> the thing you have to understand about Mr. Bemis. <laughs> <laughs> Boss yells at him for reading. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm done, sorry. It's the one impression I can do. <laughs> Nailed it. You got it. <laughs> so the first theme that kind of, uh, you want to kind of go round table with this maybe? Yeah, we can round table I think it. we all have some ideas. Well, I don't know if you have any uh, ideas <laughs> in mind. <laughs> Wait, let's just be clear because the audience couldn't see who you were looking at. Dan just looked right into Brandon's <laughs> eyes and said, I don't know if you have any ideas. I didn't mean it. None. <laughs> you don't have a thought in your head, right? You're like a puppet person. <laughs> You're just kind of going into the flow. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I don't know if you like took notes or anything. Oh, uh, I, I see what you're saying. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, any specific uh, theme you want to talk about was on your mind, but uh, uh, I, I really the thing that it was that just struck me. We talked about a little bit was just how everybody hated the reading part of it. So I don't know if that was. <laughs> You know, were yeah, they we trying to say that. something with that? Or, I mean, <laughs> that's a, I, I, I think it's self-sabotage. I, I think you dropped your uh, oh, totally yeah. legal thing there. <laughs> I think it's self-sabotage. He, he exclusively <laughs> hangs out with people who hate reading. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, someone, like, will have a goal, but, like, everything in their life will be against that goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. the, they're afraid of failure or something. I or afraid of success. So he's afraid of failing to read. I don't know. <laughs> or was it was it like a commentary on people kind of just starting to move away from that the reading? Aspect no, not of the society, reading. Or? From moving away from the from the social aspect of society. Like maybe there people were noticing, like, hey, you know, yeah, I used that's to oh, all right. it's kind of a cautionary table tale. <laughs> it's a cautionary table. It's my favorite kind <laughs> of table. <laughs> That's kind of a cautionary tale about doing that too much, I think, and like completely isolating yourself. Because, right. Uh, oh, okay. All right. You know, if if you like, what good is reading books if you have no one to talk to them about? And, right. You know, no one to share your experiences with. Right. That's the like kind of tightrope you have to walk, and he just goes from like one end of the spectrum to the other, I guess. And who wants to be the last I don't man know. on earth? I'm trying to. Ju- it's just so goddamn sad. I want it to mean something. <laughs> I want Bridges Meredith to break his glasses for a reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's got to be a lesson here other than, like, fuck this guy, sign the universe. <laughs> hey, you know the guy? Look at me. Throw your glasses on him. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of thought it was going to go that way anyway, but then when he was really upset that everyone died. That's right. You never actually uh, no, saw this one before. No, I never saw it. So I thought because I've seen the Futurama episode right. where they reference that. Um, it's a reference. Yeah, it's, uh, Simpsons does it a couple times. This mm-hmm. is a very referenced episode. So I thought that it was he was when everyone died. I thought he was going to be happy, and then you know, then his glasses were going to break. But when he when he almost killed himself, then the same thing. I was thinking, <laughs> they're just fucking with him now, you know? Yeah, it's know. just uh, yeah. He's he's Job. He's just being fucked <laughs> with by God. <laughs> yeah. He's for no reason. Uh, Other Job. than being a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, mean, you mean the fact that he's a grown man who reads that droggle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all droggle. <laughs> droggle being code for something unacceptable in the 50s. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> That's totally okay now. Want to go on the record? <laughs> no issues. <laughs> you have no issues of Droggle Magazine? <laughs> 
Several of my close personal friends are into Droggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> I hang play out with, that card. I hang out with Droggles all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. My nephew's a Droggle, we think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've That's seen him, horrible. I've though. seen him try okay. to throw a ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He has he's extra a, bone in his foot. He can run better. My, my nephew is an excellent athlete, and he's straight as arrow. I just, <laughs> if you're listening, I think. But, and if you're not, that's fine. I don't. Just, he's young. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have it figured out. We'll do a second version <laughs> for family. Whole nother podcast. Way more wholesome. Not sponsored by cigarettes. <laughs> sponsored by Droggle. <laughs> Uh, the first theme of this episode that really stuck out to me is like the the big overlying thing was it's why I love his character. It's it's they say it at some point. Dreamers, they don't say they don't put it this way, but dreamers versus the establishment. Yeah, it's a definitely a yeah. common theme. I identify with with that hardcore. I mean, we're all comics, you know. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, anyone with a any kind of sort of artistic uh, output kind of feels this way. I think where they where everything around you is kind of a hindrance to the thing you want to do. Yeah. You know, like I, there are times I feel like my job is designed to stop me from writing jokes and that, you know, uh, uh, my, uh, you know, relationship stuff was like tailored to get in the way. It's hard know? to do both. It is hard to do. It's both. hard. It's hard to be a normal balance. Uh, yeah. To be a normal person. Th- that's why the people who are able to do that, I have the utmost respect for uh, because I totally feel the same way that it's uh, that it's. Uh, these everyday obstacles are just like, come get that, get off my back. I just want to do dick jokes with my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and I have that the daydream of just like, you know, running away. Yeah, just, you know, just what if I just fucking went to the city and fucking just didn't talk to anybody and just focused on this for like a year. You know, like I'll never do it, but it's like it's it's a place I go to when I'm feeling that way. Like, right. That's that's my childish reaction is is thinking about just diving in you know yeah but you know what the other side of it is is that like your so, fucking glasses so will break <laughs> 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 like spiritually like <laughs> the other side of it though i i think um says a lot uh, you, that says a lot is that you see said you know that what if i just did this you know and you describe something that might be a dream of yours and then you're like i'll never do it so like <laughs> but that's the way that these things have kind of conditioned you to feel like you have to be one or the other. You can't be a fucking gypsy and a lawyer. Yeah. You yeah. know? And the, the struggling with that dichotomy is very hard, you yeah. know? Especially if you're fucking, like... If I, if I, like, kill it one night, like, really kill it to the point where, like, oh, like, you got to come back to this place and do this more, or, or uh, if, if, like, a thing I wrote gets popular, like, the next day I'm still being yelled at by some entitled lady because <laughs> she doesn't know what a latte is. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's hard. I thought I was going to get a bunch. I wanted a latte. <laughs> All right, lady. You know what I mean? You ever have like a really great set and then go the next day. You're <laughs> go fu- back you're, to work. You're fucking useless asshole at work. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's very jarring. <laughs> yeah, going back to mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> so like immediately after the set, yeah. just fucking. So you really only have like a three-hour window to feel awesome. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how much traffic there is between New Haven and Orange. <laughs> I pray for traffic. <laughs> Taking the scenic byway to my mom's house. 
Uh, at least you got a pool, man. That's fucking sweet. No, I just I just turn on needle in the hay and play it on reheat <laughs> repeat. Drive home slowly. Reheat. Yeah, put it on reheat. Put it repeat. on repeat. Reheat some pizza. Have a great time. I think I'll shave tonight. <laughs> what do you say, Elliot Smith? <laughs> Let's have a shave. God damn! Every time I think about, it, I'm getting sidetracked. But I, anytime I think about Elliot Smith, I think about the fucking butter knife thing. Do you know how he killed himself? No. He committed harikari with a fucking butter knife. Wow, that must have taken a long time. He stabbed himself in the wrong spot, pulled it out, did it again. Ugh. Jesus. Yeah, and that's not like a... Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, smoke cigarettes, everybody. Yeah, Yeah. he wrote great songs, though, so I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he broke his glasses. He's Burgess Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to tie it all together. No, no, no. You did a great job. <laughs> uh, Corey, is there a, a strong overlaying theme this episode that grabbed you? Uh, I felt like we touched on one before. Uh, it was towards the end. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you you no because you said what like is, what did I say? Even if his glasses didn't break, if that was you, even if like, his glasses didn't break, shortly at, after, at what point are yeah. you just like unfulfilled by this? You know, I, I, I wrote I, that too. I wrote that if his glasses didn't break, would he really be okay? No, I like, just think that uh, again. You know, second time through, it, it struck me the same way that it struck you, where it was just like, dude, it was fucking, it was sad because it was a no win. I still don't know. Do you feel bad for him, or is it kind of like you got because they played both sides very well? Mm-hmm. Um. Can immersing yourself in your passion really save you and be a substitute for right? You know, yeah, they could have went with people. that for a while. They could have made him after a year, you know, still want to kill himself. That'd be fucking interesting if you if you cut to twenty years later. He's read everything that's ever been written. He's like a crazy genius, yeah, and just dying of isolation, right? But I could also picture I could also picture Serling sitting in a meeting and, he's, and they're like, "What's what do we take from all this?" And he's like. It's never going to work out. <laughs> Everything is shit. Yeah, you're born, you die. Sterling's version is probably just like, puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. <laughs> we, can't, we can't show that on TV, Rod. That's what I would have done. I wonder if it was if it was if the writer it was about like uh, about like a different addiction. Uh oh, quite probably. Yeah, I tried to. I didn't have time to research the guy who wrote the story. This was based on. Um, I wanted to. I can. His only IMDb credit is this episode. That's all I know. <laughs> but I wonder if there was something there, you know, to like trying to express it in a way that you can express it on television and still have it be profound, but like really talking about. That's true, man. Like yeah. Dope or something. Yeah, like yeah. something, something that was he either affecting him or his friend. That, that would explain why they're so hostile against reading. Yeah. They're not talking about right? reading. They're yeah. talking, they're about, talking like, about something else. You are a heroin, a heroin addict, yeah. Mr. Bemis. Yeah, right. <laughs> Always going to the vault and doing heroin. Like the fact <laughs> that wow, he was hi- he was hiding his habits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was to the point where like people were vehemently against like any any reading. Yeah, but You're then also Rita. he was he had like just being obsessed with it to an unhealthy degree. And his wife fucking up his stash, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That lo- <laughs> yeah. 
Serious? That's a, that's I mean, a, that's, yeah, that is still a crazy she's one a bitch for fucking about. a mustache though. I mean, oh yeah, on, yeah. Well, she would have went about it all wrong. She's yeah. toxic and she doesn't know it. But <laughs> she would she wouldn't have done it if he were bigger and didn't wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you mean if he was a real man, Corey? Is that what you're <laughs> poor, poor Henry Bemis. Bemis, Bemis, Bemis. <laughs> I remember because it sounds like Bemis. <laughs> I remember because he's got a successful yeah. line of uh, toilet. Bemis. <laughs> Bemis toilets. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. This uh, substitute, like, uh, representative addiction itself. Uh, either, uh, but... I, mean, I, I Like, my, my thing was, like, how long till he just pulls his, blows his fucking brains out anyway? Right. You know, is, is this But did he have the gun on him, or did he put it down? He wasn't far... Well, he saw the library when he had the gun, and then he right, put it but down, then, but, like, the gun... But he couldn't see... They showed how oh, bad his vision was. God, so yeah. I think that that was another level for me is that he couldn't see anything except for, like, dark figures. So now he's he would never even be them. able to find the and guy. So he couldn't see his he couldn't syringe s- or his right. veins. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, um, so that was another thing that, that kind of hit me, uh, that can he, find, can he find the gun? And now he squandered it all. He could have taken the easy way out. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's other ways to kill yourself, but right. none as immediate right. yeah. and, and painless and, and just romantic than <laughs> just putting a gun in your mouth and pulling the trigger. Ugh. We've all thought about it. <laughs> nope, my alone. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> no I was I'm just sorry. I thought I was talking to comedians. We, we were reminiscing. We were reminiscing. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I was weeping. <laughs> but we were like, wait, you stopped thinking about it? <laughs> uh, another reason. No. Settle down, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon's like, prove it. I got a go, gun go right here. <laughs> Just because we're not at my house doesn't mean oh I don't God, have my Oh, my God, I can't locks. believe this is the first time we're mentioning uh, Brandon's guns. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably the longest we've gone without uh, chastising. <laughs> but usually he has, he has one pointed at one of our heads. That's true. <laughs> and so the other one has to make the joke. And then he switches to that one and the other one. He's usually more quiet because he's like, oh, I can only have three hands. He's casing his own ammo. <laughs> when I asked you if it was loaded and you said, I honestly do not remember. <laughs> You're looking down the barrel, you tell yeah. me. That sounds too real. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then remember we looked at the two corpses behind the couch? <laughs> and he's like, no, they're empty. It's empty. I stabbed those guys, okay, guys? <laughs> they died of heart attacks when I, I showed them my gun. Fucking droggles. Fucking, you don't do it, though. You read the book. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine tonight when you go home, you're going to be much more likely to read a book than. <laughs> and then he breaks his bong. <laughs> 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 there was pot now. <laughs> there was enough pot. There was. <laughs> there was enough irradiated pot to last forever. <laughs> Brooks is rigged. Oh, man. Someone's gonna hear there's a radio. That's got to exist. There's, I bet you, if you search YouTube, you'll find a stoner a, version. Yeah, like a shitty, poorly done. Yeah. <laughs> if not, we're totally making it. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's gold. But if it's been done, fuck that idea. It's <laughs> stupid. Stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Obvious choice. Oh, God, so hack. <laughs> but seriously, if it doesn't exist, we should film it. And no, it's it, fine. That'd be hilarious. But once again, if 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 it does exist, then fuck yeah, of course you do that. <laughs> you. Fucking assholes. 
Oh, fun, fun, fun. Not a fun episode. This is <laughs> no, it it, uh, it was a bummer. Deep it, and brooding yeah. and, and oddly thoughtful. Like, y- you have to make sense of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm struggling for meeting in, in the ending, because it has to be more than just fuck this guy, you know, signed God. But maybe and it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were onto something with the, the, the metaphor for all addiction, and, and then we kind of covered, like, you know, you can't just run full force into your passion because your passion is meaningless without people, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's just so many different ways that you can look at And I honestly do give credence to the fact that maybe it was just like a, you might as well just conform because you're fucked, you know, because <laughs> he would have just been dead with everybody else. And that would have been, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, that would have been a better. He yeah, says early on, like, him. right. Yeah, early on, he's like, I don't know if I want to be alive. But his thirst for knowledge is what ended up being yeah. his demise. But what good is knowledge and enrichment if you have no one to share experience with? Right. Or no one to fucking rub it in their face. Dude, I mean, I've, I've, that's, that is actually a thing I've thought about before. Have you ever thought about if you were, like, paralyzed or something and you had nobody? and You, you, you had nothing but... I've thought about having nothing but books before and if I could... If that existence would be enough for me. You know what I mean? Just... just Dedicating myself to knowledge, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know because um, I guess there. I mean, there's people who do it. I guess there's people who are in those circumstances. I think that, yeah, like the silence. The silence would drive me insane. Totally. Well, I mean, you you could put on some Elliot Smith records. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> but uh, but um, no, just having just having like the written. No, I I couldn't. You don't think it could? Uh, no, I'd go know. fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, there must be some people out there who do it and find joy in it, but I, I, was, I don't know if I ever could. No. I, I I thought experiment a lot of dark shit all the time. That was one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh... Could I deal with being paralyzed? Could I, like, you know, I, I weigh these things constantly. I never have answers. I no. never come up with answers. You'd like to think that you could. Yeah, and I do... I mean, I don't want to know, I guess. <laughs> no, no. As far as the reading thing goes, though, I tweeted something like... Years ago, that because uh, I finished a book because it was the book that's next to the shitter, <laughs> and I finished the book, and I was like, if it it's in, if it ain't in the bathroom, I haven't read it. And then I walked into my room, bunch of books. I realized it was true. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of clarity. Well, yeah. What you gotta do is just start putting more books in the bathroom. Yeah. You gotta start shitting more. <laughs> There's your problem. There you go. Like, yeah, I only read on the bathroom, but like I read War and Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I read The Art of War. You just need more fiber. <laughs> the only diet. book I ever read. <laughs> War and Peace. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a good litmus test for books, I guess, to figure out if you like them or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <if you> don't, <laughs> How much you longer don't, after yeah. after you're done shitting? If you don't do you get anything out of that, yeah, well, you're not a reader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, what did we learn today? <laughs> Uh, I, I think we learned that readings for fucking jerks. Yeah, reading is droggle. Yeah. A grown man reading poetry is unacceptable. Uh, you should be out telling your wife how much coffee to make, <laughs> like a real man. Yeah, maybe she was mad that he wasn't beating her and yelling at her like all the other wives on the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't how know if I want to go on record as saying that. Well, <laughs> oh, no. I'm now on the record for agreeing with it twice, <laughs> wholeheartedly back. <laughs> Yeah, 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 she likes it, yeah, <laughs> they all liked it, it was better than, no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, she does kind of chastise and goad him, so yeah, maybe there is something to that. Yeah. You know, like, uh, she was definitely, but that's another, that's, that's what really adds that layer of like, she was just a piece of shit, you know? So people were being a pe- like pieces of shit to him, but he was also kind of being a piece of shit to other people. Yeah. And in, in a, not in an aggressive way, but, no. but in a, like, I don't care way, like, yes. a, like, like someone kind of on the spectrum sort of like they don't, they're not, they don't mean to be harmful, but they don't have regard for others when it comes to doing the thing they want to do. Right. Um, yeah, like shortchanging the old lady with the money, right? Yeah, yeah just it wasn't. Care. It was yeah. It wasn't because he was trying to jipper. It was because he j- didn't give a fuck. Yeah. He just wanted to read David Copperfield. Yeah, There's so many good characters in this. Have you read Cat in the Hat? I heard he makes the <laughs> Statue of Liberty there disappear. There is a character in this book called the Cat. Isn't that a good name, the Cat? <laughs> Captain Underpants. <laughs> have you have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? It, it is a marvelous book. There is a character named Grey. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right? His name is Grey. <laughs> never seen it. I don't know. Never. You never saw that book. Never saw the book. <laughs> I love how as soon as the movie is made, it like. <laughs> Never read the book. Never saw the movie. <laughs> Did see the book once, though. I once read Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> There's reading in the beginning. Well, I don't think I have any more final thoughts, Corey. No, Brandon? I'm uh, I'm totally undecided on the episode. Is I know that I liked it. I just don't know how I feel about it. Does that yeah. make sense? What's it makes you feel some, some ways about some things and then makes you think about some dark brooding shit, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of weird that this is everyone's favorite. <laughs> like <laughs> it says a lot about society. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm uh, I'm good. All right, all right. Uh, so uh, does, it, uh, does anyone want to plug anything or? Uh, um, Sunday show at Box sixty three, cool. June twenty fifth, uh, seven thirty, free show. Um, it should be fun. Very fun show. Uh, words and music this Monday, June nineteenth. Nineteenth. I yep. want to say nineteenth. Uh, That'll be fun. I got June twenty second. We're gonna be Pat Oates is sad live from comics ten o'clock Thursday night. So nice. we need people to come so we could do it more. Please come. I've never seen Pat Oates be sad live. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, has he done it? <laughs> do you think he has it in him? <laughs> I kind of want to go just to see if he can do it. <laughs> He's got commercials on public access. <laughs> uh, we also, you know, we're, we're hitting this podcast full steam ahead. I think we got a lot of cool ideas brewing around about future episodes and little treat episodes and things like that. And uh, Corey is also has uh, some separate podcast ideas going on. So we're, we're hoping some exciting things are on the horizon. Also, if you have any podcasts that you want to pitch to uh, any of us, feel free. Um, True. It's, it's open to people. We can always figure out a way for you to get your shit on the waves. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, also, I have an Amazon link at ComedyLOL.com. So if you're going to mm-hmm. buy stuff anyway at Amazon. That's true. Go there and then helps us or me at least pay bills for. Uh, you could also stuff. use <laughs> Duncan Trussell's portal. Yeah, or you could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's rich. <laughs> no, he's great. I love that guy. No, he can afford to beat cancer. He's fucking rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and keep your eye on the sky. And your hands to yourself. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs>